I'm Allie of Hocus Pocus Collector. And I'm Will of Spooky Will. And we are the Black Flame Society. We're here to share Halloween, Hocus Pocus, and other spooky news and updates with you. While having fun, meeting friends, and making every day feel like it's Halloween. So come on in and join the society. Welcome to season two of the Black Flame Society. On today's episode, we're having a Thanksgiving celebration. We're going to talk about some traditions, play a fun game. We're going to talk about Hocus Pocus, obviously. Discuss some Hocus Pocus 2 deleted scenes, what we know and what we don't know. We'll have some merchandise updates for you. And we're going to remember an honorary member of the Black Flame Society later on. And Will, season two, what is up? season two i can't believe we're now starting another season season one was amazing so i'm really excited to see what season two is gonna be all about it was so great it was so much fun and we're back and we really didn't take that much of a break we just kind of felt like it was a good time to end on a beautiful after halloween note i think we might follow suit for the season but you know what it's all up in the air we're gonna see we're just going with the flow but we do have some great stuff planned for this season but today we're celebrating thanksgiving now you don't celebrate thanksgiving in the uk right well No, no, we don't do anything like that over here. You have nothing. There's like no turkey eating, no football, nothing. It's just, you go straight from Halloween to Christmas and Hanukkah? Uh, So we have bonfire night, but that's not really like a massive celebration anymore. And then it's Christmas. And that's probably when we, like, I would say our Christmas dinner is your Thanksgiving dinner where we have like turkey and and basically everything like piled on a plate. Okay. All right, that kind of makes sense. But before we dive into Thanksgiving, we are a Hocus Pocus podcast. So we did a little digging and we found some deleted, very, very, very short deleted scenes and a few trailers that were released officially by Disney. So let's talk about them well. My favorite, I think we mentioned this last time, but we're going to circle back around to it, is they had a scene where Mary walks up in the Walgreens to the vacuum display and it says, put down your broom, pick up a shark. And I think that was so important to have in the movie for brand recognition for shark vacuums because everyone keeps calling them Roombas. And at the end of the day, Roomba is a name brand and it's not, it's not, like it's not a noun. It's a name brand for a robotic vacuum. So I'm really surprised they cut that. I'm surprised. I wonder if shark put up a fight. Yeah, I wonder that too, because it is very odd that they cut it, because we do also see other brands in the film, like we see Swiffer, we see Goose Creek candles when they first go into Maya Trask's house. So yeah, I wonder why they did remove it, and I also wonder if that scene plays out after Winifred takes her broom and she like goes away to fly off, and I wonder if there's an actual entire scene of Sarah and Mary going around the store trying to find their flying devices. Oh, I wonder if there's like one where Sarah finds her Swiffer and there's more talk of the Swiffer too. I do want, I bet there is. But before we dive into all this speculation, let's talk about the other deleted scenes. Which one did you recently find of Winifred? So mine, I don't think mine was really a deleted scene, but more of an alternative take. So in the film that we have that we see on Disney+, Plus, when the Sanderson sisters first go back to the house and they put Izzy and Becca in the dungeon or the cellar, in the film, I think Winnie says something like, throw them in the dungeon and she opens the hatch and she throws them down there. Whereas in one of the trailers, she actually says, curse thee really loud and like points at the hatch, which flips open. And that doesn't happen in the film. So I'm guessing it must be an alternative take. And they went with what, obviously what was in the film. It seems very scary when the way she says curse thee, it's very intense. It reminds me of Hocus Pocus, the original, when she's walking up to Emily at the very beginning of the film and she has a spoon and she says, open your mouth. It's just very, very spooky and scary. And I wonder if that's why they cut it because Soaking in Hocus Pocus, it's been out for almost two months now. And Soaking in Hocus Pocus 2, I feel like it was very 
Disney-esque. And that's not a good or a bad thing, but it was definitely more family-friendly. There were some adult jokes here and there that kind of kept with the first film, but I feel like overall they gave it that Disney feel. And so I feel like the Kirstie thing, that was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree that they did make it a little bit more like family friendly and a little more safe in this one. So yeah, I agree with you actually, I reckon, but that's probably why they changed it. So in addition to those, in the same trailer that had the vacuum shark recognition that we talked about, there are two other moments. There's one where right when the three Sanderson sisters are performing on stage, the crowd goes, ooh, when they're jumping up and down. And there's another in the Circle of Salt when they're in Mayor Trask's garage, when Sarah's on her knees in the Circle of Salt, which we don't see in the film. So I do wonder... Are those alternative takes, as you said, or are those deleted scenes? Will we see them? There are just so many things that, and these are just the ones that we've caught on to. We know there were other deleted scenes. Yeah, because I think going back to the one on the stage where you hear the crowd go, oh, I do wonder if maybe that might have been during filming. It's actually just the sound of the audience while they're kind of getting (laughs) into that scene. But it does look like a finished scene it doesn't look unedited so i don't know but it's interesting that already we've managed to find at least four deleted alternative scenes which makes me wonder how many are are there out there yeah and we know about there was a scene that involved a scarecrow or someone dressed as a scarecrow at the salem Scarefest that was cut we saw some behind the scenes photos of it being filmed they rigged up the scarecrow where he flew back it was a really it looked like it was going to be awesome and that did not make the final cut so we know that exists we know it's out there somewhere but that's just one as you said that we know about in addition to these shorter ones so how many are there what is going to be the hp2 version of the school the grocery store and the candy crows like what are those big ones gonna be i'm so excited to hopefully see them yeah it would be cool to kind of get our hands on like an original script for the sequel so we could go (sighs) over it again because unless things have been released at the moment we don't really know much in terms of early production days and stuff like that to do with hocus pocus 2 so as far as we're aware everything apart from what we've discovered recently made it into the film but i wonder how big like what the biggest deleted scene is that they did cut from the film I hope we find out. I hope they realized that when they didn't release the deleted scenes and there wasn't a lot of behind the scenes stuff for the original Hocus Pocus, that people are clamoring for it. We want that. So I hope that they were there documenting it along the way. I hope that someone was there doing it. I hope that we see it all. Maybe on that 30th anniversary edition of Hopo 1, maybe they're going to put a combo with Hopo 2 with the deleted scenes. Or as we've said, we have come to I guess we have to have come to peace that we're probably not going to see the Hocus Pocus original deleted scenes. If we do, it'll be the best surprise ever. But I've I've personally come to peace with that we won't. But there is a lot of hope for Hocus Pocus 2. I'm assuming they still have all the footage. It was very, very recent. So there's hope for us, Will. Yeah, I hope so too. I I don't know. I haven't given I haven't given up yet on the original Hocus Pocus scenes. I do feel like the Walgreens scenes in the sequel made up for the fact that they potentially have mm-hmm. lost the original store scenes from the original film. I just don't think Disney would release them now. They've already kind of recreated that scene, but I'm still hopeful one day we will get them. You never know when they'll just be found somewhere when whoever's hiding them will give them to us. So if yeah. we find them, we will let you all know immediately. <laughs> 
we'll see it. I, I really think we will at some point see something behind the scenes So we're crossing our fingers. But until then, we've had some merchandise come out and it's November. It's so amazing to see Hocus Pocus merchandise after Halloween. And as we said last time, this is kind of the beginning of Halloween spooky season, Hocus Pocus 2023 season. We're not calling it an end to the 2022. We're calling it a beginning because we have to stay happy. We need our Hocus Pocus joy. So the soundtrack for Hocus Pocus 2 has been released on CD. Will, do you love it? I know you got it. I'm so happy we all have it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's so, it's so surreal, though, to... I don't know if it was the same for you, but when I first put my Hocus Pocus 2 soundtrack with the Hocus Pocus 1 soundtrack, it was, like, such a surreal feeling to be like, there's two. There's two now. It's not just one. It's the, There it is. And I absolutely love it. I do kind of wish the booklet had a little bit more in it, because it's just mainly about the track names and stuff. But other than that, it's perfect. Do you like it? I do. I was really excited to see that there were some photos inside. I was hoping there aren't many, but I really love the one of Billy and I feel like they did a nice job with it. To have it in physical form makes me so happy. A lot of people in the comment section on my Instagram posts were joking like, what are you going to do with the CD? How do you play a CD? What is a CD? And (laughs) (laughs) it's more of just having it because obviously I've been listening on Spotify, but I ordered one from Amazon. It arrived cracked. And then my original order from Target with two came in because I wasn't sure if you were going to be able to get it. And then they replaced my Amazon order with another cracked one. So now I ended up with four copies, two cracked, two non-cracked. You, you know how it goes here. <laughs> yeah, I think I might actually get another copy just to keep a sealed one. Because if it's anything like yes. the original Hoax Poker soundtrack, that thing is only going to get more and more rare over time. So I might get another sealed copy. It was nice that they did a proper release of this one because the original Hocus Pocus soundtrack was really so limited so many years later. So it's great that this one seems very accessible. If you haven't grabbed it yet, it's available on Amazon. It's available from Target online only. And definitely grab it because it just has such beautiful artwork and just to hear those songs is magical. So I wonder how long it will be until the second soundtrack gets a vinyl release as well because John Debney did confirm it was coming to vinyl, but nothing's been heard about it since then. I wonder if we'll have to wait 30 more years like we did for the Hopo 1 vinyl. <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> I hope not either. Oh, it's actually, for, speaking of the, for anyone who's looking for the Hocus Pocus vinyl, it has sold out on the Disney Music Emporium website, but Walmart has it on their website and it's also available in store if you're trying to find it in America. The UK still doesn't have a vinyl release, but I'm sure it's on its way. Yes, the one from the D23 Expo that was on the Disney Music Emporium's website is the Blue Swirl variant, they're calling it. The one from Walmart, which I have not been able to find in stores yet, but you can order it on the website, is just a dark blue. I don't remember if it has a specific name, but it's just a dark blue vinyl. It is very pretty. So if you had trouble getting the swirl, this is definitely the time to grab it from Walmart. It's exclusive there, and I I think I'm going to get one. I think I have to. I was just going to ask if you ordered it yet. I haven't. I asked you if you wanted one and you said no. So I held off. I don't know. I think I'm going to get one. Maybe I'll ask for it for Christmas. <laughs> I kind of do want it. But then I'm like, but how many vinyl colours are we going to end up with though, Ellie? Are we going to have like blue, yellow, <laughs> green, purple, red, black, white, see-through? Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of more stuff that we may or may not need... <laughs> Funko released finally the Soda Pop Funkos. So it comes in a cute little can. It looks like a soda can. It does not have soda in it. It just has a figure. And this is the one we talked about where there are three Chase variants and then there are the three original ones available. I think we determined we like the original better than the Chase, right? Well, which is usually weird. Usually the Chase is like the one you're chasing, but this one, not so much. So yeah, the Chase variant, I don't really like it. I just think it's a a little bit too plain. I'll still get it. I will still get it. You haven't ordered them yet, have you? 
I have not. I'm kind of unsure about them. I don't know. I know I need them, but we'll see. You do need them. It's only going to be a matter of time until they sell out, Ali, and then you won't have them for your collection. Which, if anyone actually follows Ali on Instagram, she shared a really cool picture of her Funko collection the other day of like all of the pops, and they're missing the soda can pops, Ali, so you need to get them. <laughs> Seeing all the Hocus Pocus Funkos in one spot was absolutely wild. It was putting them all together made me realize how many there are. I was lucky enough to get the spirit halloween release from this year the three of the sanderson sisters singing on spirits half off day which we didn't talk about yet we'll have to give that a second will seeing them all together was wild i just didn't realize really how many there were and then the thackeray binks one just came out from it was a funko shop exclusive and so i'm hopeful that we do get other characters as i've said jay and ice in the cages we need max and allison we need movie moments but to see them all together crazy Yeah, I was actually surprised when you sent me the picture. I think you sent it me before you posted it, and it wasn't mm-hmm. until I saw them all together that I was like, whoa, there is actually a lot of Hocus Pocus Funko Pops that I just yeah. didn't realise, even though I've got them all, apart from Binks one. Which, once again, if you're in the UK, the Binks one and the soda cans are also coming to Funko Europe soon. There's no date yet, but you can sign up for notifications. So the Funko Soda Pops, we'll see what happens. I We'll see if we get the chases. We'll see if we get the originals, but I am excited. Let's talk about Spirit Half Off Day really quick while we're here, Will. So I took (laughs) Will virtually with me. So November 1st, Spirit did 25% off. November 2nd was Spirit's last day of operation and they did 50% off. So I took Will with me. I went to, I think, six Spirits and I took Will with me to three or four of them virtually and I just carried him around and I showed him and we went to one, Will. It was like fully stocked. What was up at that Spirit? I know. I, I think I said to you, it's almost as if it had just opened that day because yeah. the amount of stock that was in there. So we were like two kids in like a sweet shop running around. Well, I, I obviously wasn't running around because I was on your phone, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was there, I was running around, like, spiritually, yeah, like, it was so fun as well, just running around and seeing everything, and you helped me also add more to my collection of stuff I was trying to find, so I'm very grateful for that, but yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, your pile is back at my house, ready to go, ready yep. for you to come claim it, so, but we got some great stuff, we got some Hocus Pocus stuff, you got some Trick or Treat stuff, we got some Spirit-branded merch, and it was just so fun to go around and see it, and at that one Spirit that had everything in boxes, I was just rapidly digging through boxes as though my life depended on it, and I'm really glad you were there to see it with me. <laughs> I mean, it was so much fun. I actually really miss Spirit. I do too. Maybe if I come back next year, we'll have to do another big trip around Spirit again. Oh, of course. Obviously. When you come back next year. When, Will? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So as we discussed, there is no really Thanksgiving equivalent in the UK, but today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. We're going to play a fun game with Will. We're going to quiz his Thanksgiving knowledge. Let's first talk about just Thanksgiving tradition. So in America, for those of you in the UK, if you're unfamiliar with the holiday, so it's always the fourth Thursday in November, Black Friday, the big shopping days after you guys do do a version of Black Friday over there, correct? Ours has like started already in loads of places. Is that the same for you where Black Friday's like already happening? It has. A lot of places are doing these pre-Black Friday sales and a lot of places, like I was at Target today and I saw usually Target opens either at midnight, some beers they've opened on Thanksgiving evening this year at mine. They're not opening till 7am. So only an hour earlier than normal, which I think is great because these poor retail workers are out there at all hours of the night selling things. And so I'm glad that they'll hopefully get to spend the holiday with their family. But yes, it has been a lot earlier this year. Well, a couple of years ago, we did have a Black Friday thing where 
all the stores did have big sales on Black Friday and people went crazy. But I think because it was so intensely popular, they kind of like scrapped it and decided to drag it out over like weeks or the whole month instead. I do think it's a better idea in some capacity, so it's not as wild on the actual day. But we're not here to talk about Black Friday. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving. So a traditional Thanksgiving in America, and this is just my Northeast point of view, so it definitely differs across the country. But in the Northeast on Thanksgiving... They do the Macy's Day Parade in the morning, and it's on, I think it's like 9 to noon, so a lot of people watch that as they're preparing their meal, and then you get together and you have a traditional turkey dinner. But I'm not going to tell you all the sides, because we're going to play a game in a second, Will, where you guess if this is Thanksgiving or not. I'm very excited. (laughs) But so you get, it's usually a lot of extended family comes to town, you make a big turkey, there's a lot of pie, and you watch football, and that's just traditional, and then everyone goes to sleep, and then you wake up and go Black Friday shopping. So that's traditional Thanksgiving in America. I think think that you said that you're going to kind of have your little own Thanksgiving this year when you make one of the recipes that we're going to talk about later. So I'm very excited for you to have a little little piece of America with you. And me. I mean, I've already had it before, but I'm very excited to still have it and kind of celebrate with you as well. Yes, of course. So let's dive into our game, Will. So I have 13 items here, and I want you to tell me if these are tradition. Again, this is my Northeast point of view, so it might be different across the country, but traditional Thanksgiving up here in the Northeast. I want you to tell me if you think this is a traditional Thanksgiving side dish slash dessert or not. Are you ready? Yeah, this is going to be fun. Okay. Stuffing. Yes, it's traditional. Correct. Number two, sweet potato casserole. No. Eh, wrong. <gasps> oh. <laughs> so sweet potato casserole, it, and if you don't know what any of them are, I will tell you only after you guess, but it's like mashed sweet potatoes, and then you usually put brown sugar, pecans, and marshmallows on top and put it in the oven and bake it. It's almost like a dessert. It is so delicious. That sounds really weird, but I'm very intrigued oh, it's by- so, It's so good, Will. Trust me on this one. So, so good. Because when you said casserole, like, normally, I don't know if it's the same over there, where a casserole might have a different kind of slightly different terminology, but over here, like, a casserole will be, like, a main dinner. So when you said casserole, I was like, no, that's, that's like, a main meal. <laughs> well, we'll keep going here. <laughs> Number three, stuffed cabbage. Yes. No. No. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm not doing well on this. (laughs) We have stuffed cabbage here. Normally, you do not eat it uh, for Thanksgiving. You can, of course, eat whatever you want for Thanksgiving, but not traditional. All right, number four, hamburger soup. Um. (laughs) He's thinking hard about this one. (laughs) One, I've never heard of hamburger soup before. (laughs) I'm going to say, I'm only going to say, so hang on, Thanksgiving, <laughs> that, that's when this fo- the football plays, doesn't it, on Thanksgiving? Yes. Isn't that when it's the big game? Uh, no, that's the Super Bowl in February. Oh, that's <laughs> but what mixed up with. <laughs> they do show th- football on Thanksgiving, two or three games. I'm going to say no. Correct. It is not. So hamburger or cheeseburger soup is just a lot of ingredients from a hamburger cheeseburger mixed with that giant brick of Velveeta that I sent you. And it's <laughs> it's actually quite delicious, but not traditional Thanksgiving. Good job. Because <laughs> that sounds a bit more like sports eating food. It does, Sports yes. watching food, not sports eating food. <laughs> Number five, macaroni and cheese. Yes. So this is controversial. 
<laughs> There's no correct answer here, so I will give you the point. But okay. it's very controversial if mac and cheese is a Thanksgiving food. A lot of people think it is. A lot of people don't. And it's not required at your Thanksgiving table. But in past years, we've done mac and cheese bar where we'll make just a giant pan of mac and cheese, leave toppings out, and you can add your own toppings to your mac and cheese and make it really whatever you want. So it depends for this one. It is controversial. That sounds really good, a mac and cheese bar with different oh, toppings. I've never thought so about that So fun, a great for a party, because everyone gets what they want. You can make it vegetarian, you can add tons of meat, really whatever you want. So, would recommend. Maybe next time, when I, when I come to Thanksgiving yes. at your house, we'll... I'll we'll see you next that. week for it, yes, of course. All right, number, <laughs> <laughs> number yeah, sure. six, quiche. Mm, no. Are you sure? I want to say yes, but I feel like that doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like a Thanksgiving meal. But then again, I'm picturing your Thanksgiving as like a Christmas dinner, so I'm going to say no. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yes. So some people do a lot of families. If you're dividing between two houses, if you're going to like your parents and then your in-laws, some families do Thanksgiving brunch and quiche could definitely be present there. But at a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, which was the assignment here, quiche is not part of it. Good job, Well, So we're halfway done here about and you've only gotten two wrong. So you're killing it. Oh, it's not bad. It's not bad. No. All right. So number seven, baked beans. Oh, your baked beans are different to our baked beans. I want to say yes. No, not traditional. Those are usually served at barbecues in the summer and usually served with hot dogs. So no baked beans here. Number eight, green bean casserole. Yes. Do you know what that is? No. (laughs) (laughs) You are so confident in your yes. So you are correct. Green bean casserole is a very traditional Thanksgiving side dish. It's green beans mixed with cream of mushroom or one of the cream of soups and topped with fried onions, breaded little fried onions from a can. So it is very, very traditional. There are variations. That's just a very base recipe. Don't come at me, guys. But um, (laughs) green bean casserole, it's, it's not one of my favorite things, but you usually have a little scoop on Thanksgiving which is really the only time of year you see it <laughs> it's a very odd combination i mean i'd give it a try but it's, yeah we don't have that here all right so next up here number nine shredded beef pie uh yes no I don't even really know what that is. <laughs> it's like, you, so it's basically like, it's almost like a pot pie, but made with beef instead of chicken. It's like pulled beef in a pastry shell, more or less. It sounds delicious, but that definitely feels more Christmassy, like beef stew, pot pie sort of thing than Thanksgiving. That just sounds quite nice. Number 10, fried rice. No. Correct. A lot of people, though, do go out on Thanksgiving if you don't feel like cooking, and Chinese restaurants are often open. So if you're ordering out, you might be eating fried rice, but normally in the Northeast, you are not eating fried rice on Thanksgiving. Well, that's a little bit like here at Christmas. A lot of people go out for a curry for Christmas instead of like a. You had said that a Christmas curry. (laughs) Yeah, it's like really popular here, especially Christmas Eve. It's very traditional to go out for a curry on Christmas Eve. Love that. All right, the final three here. Number 11 is tuna noodle casserole. We're going to say, what am I going to say? Yes. No, no. Please don't serve (laughs) tuna noodle. My grandmother loves tuna noodle casserole, sweet woman that she is. But if she brought that to Thanksgiving, no one would be too happy. But you had to stick with it because of the casserole theme. So I caught you there. But no, have you ever had tuna noodle casserole? I don't even know what it is. 
Uh, well, it's it's <laughs> tuna and noodles mixed with the cream of something or other soup baked in the oven. Oh, okay. Do you um, like it tuna? It sounds quite nice, actually. I do like tuna, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> Number 12, <laughs> mashed potatoes. Yes. Yes, obviously. Mashed potatoes and gravy. You need them at your Thanksgiving table. You need them there. And number 13. Well, this one's going to make you laugh. Canned cranberry sauce or canberry sauce, as some <laughs> like to call it. <laughs> your cranberry sauce is weird. Like, <laughs> Hold on. Is it traditional? Yes or no? Answer my question. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Yes. So traditional to have the canberry sauce. <laughs> When we, we were talking about this, I can't remember who was on the podcast or it was when, when I came to yours, and you were telling me about how it was in a can and you could slice it. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. if we have that here. I'm not aware of slicing cranberry sauce. <laughs> yours is more scoopable, correct? Yeah, ours is more like, like a jelly, like a jam, mm-hmm. than a sliced tin. <laughs> Um, so people people make homemade cranberry sauce, which is like scoopable, spreadable, but you also just buy it in a tin, which is very traditional for Thanksgiving. I had bought one that we didn't get to eat while you were here. It's still in my fridge, but it's just, it's like jello in a kind of weird way almost. What do you do with it when you slice it? Do you like mash it up or do you just, what do you do with it? <laughs> I personally do not mash it up. I will take my circular thing that has the, I'm going to send you a photo. It has the can indents <laughs> in it. And you, you just, you like eat it with your fork. You just cut a little piece off. Well, on its fork. own. <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you telling me no for? That's not allowed? Because. No. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the UK, you have cranberry sauce with something, so you'll have it with like a bit of turkey or a little bit of potato or something. You don't have it on its own. I don't get it. Like, so some people do make Thanksgiving plates where they just put everything together, like stir it together, pour gravy over the top of it, eat it. That is common, but I do not like my foods mixed like that. So yeah, I'll, I'll we eat cranberry sauce on the side. It's like a pre-dessert kind of it's very tart but i sometimes dip mine in gravy i know that's weird i think i need to try this i need to i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna send you a tip. Did... <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, maybe i could try it on the podcast you're not gonna be happy about it <laughs> it's so like honestly it's good i really like the flavor the black flame society come on back me up here what do we think of canberry sauce what do we think of the canned cranberry sauce in a tin what are our thoughts send them our way we need to know <laughs> I've just I've just googled um, canned cranberry sauce, and you it, you can tell it's not a thing over here because the cheapest cans eight pound fifty. Oh my goodness gracious! It does <laughs> around Thanksgiving. It's usually on sale, so you can probably get one for like under a dollar, especially if you get the off brand. But even the name brand yeah. at max is probably like three dollars, and that's if you get the bougie one. So do not pay eight pounds for it. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a jar of British cranberry sauce, and we can we can have a cranberry <laughs> sauce swap. <laughs> cranberry sauce wars. I'm in. <laughs> I love it. And so, Will, you did really good there. You one, two, three, four, five. So you got seven out of thirteen correct. That is more than half. I'm very proud That's of you. Good. So you're you're oh, now an you. American. You're welcome. Welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> you can come to Thanksgiving now. <laughs> Do I get a visa as well with that price? Or is it? <laughs> I'll call the embassy. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> 
So I'm going to share a quick recipe. We're going to share a few on our Instagram. We're going to share our traditional pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie on Instagram. Right now, I'm going to share pecan pie. Pecan pie, pecan pie, depending on where you're from. But it is six ingredients, the easiest pie that you're ever going to make, and very delicious. It is very sweet, but very delicious. It's actually seven ingredients. I lied. I forgot about the crust. So all you do, Will, you take three eggs, one cup caro light syrup, one cup light brown sugar, one teaspoon vanilla, two tablespoons margarine, and one and a half cups of pecans. You mix that all together. You put it in a pastry shell, a pie shell, a pie crust, and you bake at 350 degrees for 50 to 60 minutes. Let it cool, put it in the fridge, done. You can serve it with whipped cream. You can serve it with vanilla ice cream. I personally just eat it on its own. It is the sweetest pie you're ever going to have, but you can't have Thanksgiving without a slice of it. Have you ever had it? Um, I've had pecan pie. I have had pecan pie. I don't know if your pecan pie is the same as ours, but I do really like it. What was the syrup you said? Caro light syrup. What's that? It's like corn syrup. It's corn syrup in a jar. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so the Caro is just the name brand here, but it is just a cup of light corn syrup. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't sure what that was. I wasn't sure if it was some kind of like caramel syrup or something. Oh, like, no, something no, no. Similar, but oh, okay. So super easy. If you make any of the pies, send us photos. If you hocus pocusify them, definitely let us know how and send us photos. So we hope you all have the best Thanksgiving. And we're very excited to hear about all of your your traditions. If you have traditions, if you have a funny side dish that we didn't mention, if you do something different, definitely let us know and we might incorporate it into our own traditions or Will's UK version of Thanksgiving. Yeah, let us know what you think of canned cranberry sauce if you're not from America. (laughs) Or if you are from America, (laughs) let us know. (laughs) And so now we are going to tell you a story that we've been holding on to for a little bit here. Will and I had the pleasure of virtually meeting a family back in September and it kind of changed I don't, I kind of changed my life well, this family that we were able to meet Catherine's family. So I hope it did the same for you and I know that we talked a lot during the process. There were a lot of tears a lot of happy days, a lot of sad days but we're going to tell Catherine's story. Let's let's do it. So on Tuesday September 13th, I was contacted on my personal Facebook by someone who had seen a post in a Hocus Pocus group. And this person sent me a screenshot of a woman's post in the group who happened to be Sadie, Catherine's mom. And the post basically said something along the lines of that Catherine, her daughter, who was 34, had cervical cancer. She had been fighting it for about a year and that she had taken a downward turn and had been admitted into hospice. And they said, unfortunately, they did not think she was going to make it to September 30th to see Hocus Pocus 2, which was her final wish. That is all she wanted to say. So someone sent me this screenshot and I sent it to Will and I was like, Will, what do what power do we have here? We are two people who started a podcast. We are two Hocus Pocus diehards, but I have no control over Disney. And so Will and I chatted for a while and we decided to contact David. And at this point, Will, did you think anything was actually going to come of this for us? No, like I knew David would be david like the just the way he is lovely Mm -hmm. really sweet david i i was skeptical whether we would be able to pull something off 
Me too. And it wasn't because of David's abilities or anything related to that. It was just related to the fact that Disney had tried to keep this under lock and key so closely that we weren't sure if they were going to be able to do anything. So I contacted David, I told him the story. And that afternoon, he was on a FaceTime with Catherine and her family. He showed her the black flame candle. He showed the family, the book, the Billy, all of the great things he has in his office. And they talked for honestly a few hours. And David just, he said it was such a pleasure to meet Sadie, Catherine, and the rest of the family. So it was awesome for that to happen. But also that night, he had emailed a few of his contacts at Disney. And I woke up the next morning to an email from someone at Disney saying that they had already run it through the process. They were waiting on a few signatures, but they had granted Catherine's viewing of Hocus Pocus 2. And I just remember sending you a voice memo crying while I was could not believe that in less than 24 hours, this was happening for her. Yeah, it was incredible. I think we, I think maybe that day we actually cried quite a lot together, didn't we? Um, <laughs> it was a very emotional day, but it was it was surprising and also just amazing that Disney had agreed to to do this for her. It was, and I was just hoping it would happen quick enough because Sadie continued to tell me that Catherine was declining, unfortunately, and we just wanted to do anything we could to make sure this happened for her. So in the meantime, we knew it was going to take a bit of time for her to get this. So we contacted Jason Marsden, the voice of Binks, who same day sent us over a video for Catherine. He had his Binks puppet. It made me cry. It was the most beautiful video. So thank you, Jason, for doing that. And then later on that week, on Friday the 16th, I was with Doug up in New Hampshire and he made her a lovely video too to send to her. So we had tried to keep her spirits up as best we could and just kept the hope, ho love coming. But also Friday the 16th, Catherine got to screen Hocus Pocus 2. So two weeks before it came out, she was able to see it due to the medications that she was on. Unfortunately, she had fallen asleep about halfway through, but Disney and the representatives were kind enough to come back the next morning to show her the rest. Her family and Catherine were just so thrilled to have had that moment together. And it obviously was not the circumstances that anyone wanted, but we are so grateful to Disney, to David, to anyone involved in this process just for being able to do that for her. And I know I was keeping you updated along the way, Will, because I was talking to Sadie and we were just so excited that this actually had happened. Yeah, yeah. It was a very kind of tense process as well because we were... It was. Obviously, time time was kind of against us. We were, we were getting a little bit worried Disney. To begin with, we were worried Disney wouldn't get there in time and stuff, but they did. And I'm just so pleased she did get to see it. Me too. And so under a week later on Thursday, September 22nd, I was up in Salem with Heath and we were in a store and I had gotten an email. I stepped out to read it and it was informing me that Catherine had passed away. Um, at the age of 34. And so I was outside and I immediately had called my mom because I had been keeping her in the loop on all this. And I just started to cry and she knew exactly what had happened. Mom's intuition. And we sat there and cried together for a minute. I sent Will a voice memo. I'm sure it was full of tears just telling him that Catherine had passed. And uh, then Heath came out of the store and saw me crying, gave me a big hug. And he knew what had happened too because I had felt him in. So it was it was horrible to get that news. And we, at the same time as it was the most horrible out outcome. And we obviously knew there was no changing it. But she was no longer suffering because her last days were very painful. So we were very happy and very sad in a lot of ways. But something happened that night, Will, where I swear it was Catherine. That was the same night that we were officially invited to the Hocus Pocus 2 premiere. And they were different there were different they were different departments at Disney. They had no clue that Catherine had anything to do with us, that we had reached out to them, that David had any connection to this. And it just felt so 
different level that Catherine was our little guardian angel up there pulling the strings for us to get us there. So when we were in New York, we honored her as best we could. We fell, I think, on the purple carpet. I said to you at one point, I was like, Catherine's here. Like, it just felt like she was there. No matter what you believe, it's not about that. It was just about like her spirit. It just felt like she had really been a part of it. And when I saw David the same week at his premiere in LA, he gave a beautiful speech at the beginning and he mentioned Catherine and her family. And it was just... It was wild. And it all came together, unfortunately, on the day Hocus Pocus 2 came out was Catherine's wake and her service was the next day. So again, just time aligning oddly in a lot of ways. And we are so sorry to have lost her. But I'm, I know her family is very glad that she's no longer suffering under these conditions. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's a, it's a really, really sad situation. But you're able to do something that's kind of like so beautiful for someone who like really wanted it before she went. So prior to Catherine being diagnosed with cervical cancer, she was a member of a marching band. She was in the Sigma Alpha Iota fraternity at Mars Hill University, loved music and absolutely adored Halloween and Hocus Pocus. And even though we did not know Catherine personally, I feel like in those few short weeks when we were speaking to Sadie, when we were speaking to her sister and her sister-in-law, I feel like we got to know her and her family. And they always would tell us just how Catherine's smile could light up any room and how her happy energy was really infectious. Catherine leaves behind her mother and father, Sadie and Ed, her brother and sister-in-law, David and Brittany, and her sister, Jessie, along with her nephews, extended family, and many, many friends. Catherine will always be an honorary member of the Black Flame Society and is forever part of our Hopo family. We are so thankful to have played any role in this story and to have gotten to meet such a great family. Catherine is always on our minds and definitely will be this Thanksgiving and entire holiday season. She loved sunflowers, so whenever I see one, I think of her. If you are inclined at all to donate in Catherine's memory, her sister Jessie is selling beautiful hoodies with a sunflower on the back in her honor. If you're interested, please DM me or the podcast page at the Black Flame Society podcast for more information. If you would like to donate a monetary donation, please donate in Catherine's name to the American Cancer Society or to the National Cervical Cancer Coalition. We will link to all of this in our link tree and in our website. Please keep Catherine's family in your thoughts and keep her memory alive. She was such a dedicated Hopo fan and will always be in our thoughts and hearts. And I know, Will, that you said you wanted to share a little about how it, this kind of hit home for you since you had a connection to cervical cancer also. Yeah, so I know, uh, Ali, you already know this because we've talked about it before. I think I might have brought it up actually when you started, when we first like heard about Catherine, but my sister died of the same cancer when she was 21. And it's an awful horrible cancer but i know i always say this and i've even posted on social media if you are a woman who gets offered by your doctor or even if you get to an age because i know there's an age limit in the uk but if you can have a smear test please 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 do it go and go and get yourself checked because it's better to be safe than sorry and i will always tell anybody who can have it to get one done you can catch it at the early stages and it's better it's really like i think a lot of what Ali managed to sort out with Catherine as well, because uh, to be honest, like there was very little I did in terms of helping out. I was more of just spoke to Ali and was a little bit of support. But for me, it was a really difficult thing to kind of hear about. And I, there was one time where it really, really affected me. Going back to what you've done, Ali, and I just think what you've done is amazing. And what you managed to do for someone who had this horrible cancer was such a beautiful and nice thing. And... Um, I think in a way like you should be really really proud of yourself because it, it was just a really nice thing that you managed to achieve. 
Your words are kind, Will, but we did, we did this together. We did this because of the podcast. These people were able to find us. So without Black Flame Society, without Hocus Pocus Collector, without Spooky Will, we don't know if this would have happened. And we're not looking for clout. We're not looking to take any credit here. We're just glad that we created this platform. We're glad that someone was able to find us. And we are glad that this was able to happen for Catherine. So rest in peace to Catherine and also to your lovely sister, Kimberly. We remember them both all year round, but especially around the holiday season. Yeah, definitely. So even though that was a little bit of a somber subject, we got permission from CD, Catherine's wonderful mother, to discuss that, to bring some light to cervical cancer. As Will said, if you are a woman or you identify as a woman, please go have all of your annual tests done, all of your screenings. Very scary cancer that is often discovered a bit too late. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you celebrate. If you're over in the UK, f- make some apple p- Not make some apple pie. What am I talking about? Make some yeah, pumpkin make pie. pie. Make That's some still pe- good. Make apple pie too. All the pies <laughs> like- are welcome. Pie, pie, pie. <laughs> <laughs> make a pie make a turkey have some gravy have some green bean casserole some shredded beef pie if you're feeling crazy don't have <laughs> any cra- don't have any canned cranberry because it's hey, not right hey, do not knock it till you try it william i will send you a can and we can discuss it at a further date but definitely let us know on instagram what your thoughts are on canberry i mean cranberry sauce in a can and we're very excited to hear about it we hope you all have a great holiday and we will be back in december with one or two episodes for you guys. We're going to have a holiday special we are very much looking forward to. And then it's going to be 2023. Can you believe it, Will? We were just talking about how quickly time is going. It's wild. It feels like it's 2023 already. Like, the amount of stuff we've done <laughs> this year. I think as soon as it hit Halloween, I felt like the year had ended and we've that was New Year's Eve for us. And, uh, <laughs> and we had one hell of a party. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> uh, so we will be back soon. We miss you all. Please keep following along. We're still posting, as Will said last time, on our personal Instagrams, at Spooky Will with one L, at Hocus Pocus Collector, and always stay at the Black Flame Society podcast on Instagram for more. We always have our billing list also and we're gonna have as we said the holiday special is coming up and we're really excited to share it with you so we'll talk soon bye will bye ali bye everyone bye everybody thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the black flame society to never miss an episode follow along on instagram at the black flame society podcast like and subscribe on your favorite streaming service and join our mailing list to be the first to know what's coming next thank you for being part of the society until next time The Black Flame Society podcast is not affiliated with Disney or any other related conglomerates. Yep, feel free to change that. Give us a call.